The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back another week. We haven't given up the ghost yet. No, 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 we haven't. We're still here. We are still here. Mike Jones, John Brown with you again for another episode of Offense, Defense, and Discourse. I have a feeling there may be some discourse this week, John. Oh, oh no. But not necessarily because we're going to disagree, mm-hmm. just because I think we might both be angry. Oh, okay. All right. And see, last week's show, mm-hmm. we had fun last week. We yeah. got, got to talking, and we never actually got around to talking football the way we wanted to. Yes, yeah, that, that is true. Talked a lot of basketball. A lot of week. basketball. So this week, we're going to start with some football. Start with the okay. NFL, mm-hmm. and we're going to start with the NF- NFC East, a division we both have rooting interest in, mm-hmm. some emotional connection to. Our fandom lies within that division. Sometimes I feel like bad sports is like our wheelhouse. <laughs> and like, it's, it's a division nobody seems to want to win. No, Yeah, that is true. That is true. Nobody wants to win this division. I, I agree. Not the team that we actually root for. Not the uh, – there are four teams. Mm-hmm. There's a team we root for. Mm-hmm. There's a team we despise. Mm-hmm. And then there are two teams we just don't like. That sounds about right. Okay. We two teams we really don't like. We really don't like. And then one team we, we just despise. We just out and out hate, detest, loathe. Mm-hmm. And then there's our squad. Yeah, that, that sounds fair. You know, and the team we like, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Team we hate, Dallas Cowboys. The football team from Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not America's team. Uh, the team and two teams we don't like: the Redskins and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Four teams in the division, and it's been a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, year. D- just terrible football. Going into this previous weekend's game, yes, the three and nine Redskins still had a chance to win the yes. division. Yes. Now they they have now been mathematically eliminated. Yes, the Green but, Bay Packers ended that. Yes, but at three and nine, they were still technically in the in the race had they won out mm-hmm. they could have won the division at seven and nine yes that's bad very bad that, that i mean i was thinking about it the other day like and i remember as eagles fans and and football fans in general in our lives we've seen a couple seven and nine division winners over the years mm-hmm. and i remember like a seahawks team a few years ago yeah they won, didn't they win a game I think they might have won a game. In yeah. fact, that seven. That, Sean Alexander yeah. had a couple monster runs. Uh, well, no, that was that the year that uh, that was the birth of Beast Mode. Mm-hmm. Was that Beast Mode? I think that was the birth of Beast Mode. It was before had, Russell Wilson. Before Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. But that, that might, was, I'm thinking Sean Alexander. You're right. That might have been Beast Mode. Yeah, that was Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it was that that they beat the Saints, and that Saints team was defending champions. Mm-hmm. So that was good. now. Granted, you know, in football, it's so rare that a team, you know, teams change from from year to year. So it's easily to see how you could say, all right, yeah, that was the defending champions. Mm-hmm. But that, in football, more than almost any other sport, teams change from year to year. In so football, you often see, you regularly see teams go from worst to first, 
mm-hmm. but you rarely see a team go from defending Super Bowl champ to out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You'll see Super Bowl losers miss the playoffs mm-hmm. fairly often. Yeah. But the Super Bowl winner, it's rare you see them fall off to the point where they're not even in the playoffs the next year. Mm-hmm. So they were going against the defending Super Bowl champs as a 7-9 team. You know there's talent in the building mm-hmm. and with the Saints. Yeah. And they lost. Mm-hmm. But my thinking was what, what I, why that popped to mind was because as that happens – the conversation always drifts to why do we let seven and nine teams in? Shouldn't we just have the best six teams from each conference? Like, or should we reseed it? Should they get a home game at seven and nine? Like, yeah, they won the division, let them in, but mm-hmm. they should have to go on the road or something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's always a conversation about it where someone tries to delegitimize their mm-hmm. playoff appearance of a seven and nine team and. The schedule is what it is. The rules are what they are, mm-hmm. and you're in the playoffs if you get if you win your division, regardless mm-hmm. of what your record is. You won your division. Mm-hmm. So, how would you feel if your team happens to be the one that wins the division? Are you happy about that? Are you excited yeah. about that after this I, dumpster fire of a season? Yes, I, I am, and I, I will say this because you and I, de- we, you and I, deal personally with the Philadelphia fan base. Mm-hmm. And for me, I I always lend myself to the to the thought that I would rather make the playoffs than not make the playoffs. I don't see as a fan, I don't see a scenario where I see not making the playoffs being a good thing, no matter what the record is. Okay, no, see, that's not exactly my question. Mm, okay. I'm not asking do you want to see Dallas in the playoffs or do you want to miss the playoffs. Mm. I'm asking how excited are you about your team if they make the playoffs? I think – Are you just I, happy to see, like, okay, Dallas didn't make it at least? No. Or do you think they really have a chance to do something? I, I think in in football, probably more than any other sport, you can say, "Hey, just get to the, just get there," and there's a chance. Like we've seen nine and seventeen, we've seen seven, and, we've seen a seven and nine team win win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Giants win the Super Bowl at nine and seven twice, mm-hmm. beating the Patriots both times. We've seen the Eagles win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Exactly. Well, so the starter went down. So to me, and 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 even and even given that. You knew that last year's Eagles team was. They were a drop pass away from the conference championship. Game. They were a drop pass away from the conference championship, and they were a missed field goal away from being eliminated in the, uh, in the first round. In the first round. Mm-hmm. That's how this goes. So to me, it's like, you know what? If there's any scenario where you say anything can happen, and you and that anything right. can happen now, mentality you. can you well, I hear you anything can happen any given Sunday but but what I'm I, saying, I, I just I just have to run down this list real quick so you can finish but yeah. I, I need to make sure you're having like a realistic look at this okay and I'm not saying you're not mm-hmm. but I just want to make sure we're really being really eyes open about what we're looking at here okay Deshaun Jackson IR mm-hmm. had surgery mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar whose hands have been missing all year, is now also having knee issues. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey, gone for the year. 
you're out there with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who has 130-some-odd receiving yards on the year. You're out there with Greg Ward, who was on the practice squad two weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got Boston Scott in the game who was on the practice squad three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You're missing Jordan Howard. You're not sure when he'll when he'll be back and if he'll be right when he's back. Lane Johnson is now out with a high ankle sprain. As a 300 pounder, you know don't know how long it's going to take him. You, to you get don't right. want a man that big playing exactly playing on a, a bad ankle. You can't rush that. You don't know when he'll be right. Two, three, four weeks. Not sure. Mm-hmm. You've got. I mean, it's a litany of guys. You got secondary issues. Your top guys missed half the year, and now that they're back, they've been inconsistent at best. They've had some good games. They looked good against New England, who has no receivers. They looked solid against the Bears, who have a bad offense. But they've also been exposed by Eli Manning and a rookie receiver. They've mm. been exposed by a few people, honestly, over yeah. this course of this year. Well, I mean, reality is reality. It's not about necessarily drumming up false hope. But I think that if in any sport mm-hmm. where – well, let me, let me start over with my point. I think there is an anything-can-happen mentality in all sports. Absolutely, you know it. it well, in most sports, and and, and well, I, I don't expect the eight seed to ever win the championship in the NBA. But okay, I mean, but I think I guess there is technically a chance. There, there, there's a chance, and you can convince us. You know, there's been very, very few times. Like I will say, I didn't have a lot of like. Let's let's, let's go back. Let's jump into time machine real quick. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of faith. In the Philadelphia 76ers, where in that year and they were an eight seed. Unfortunately, then in game one, Derek Derek Rose shreds his knee, mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And his career has never That's, been the same since. Mm-hmm. But just but as far as the immediate, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And you look ahead and you're saying, hey, you know what? This team might match up with Boston a little bit better. Now let me ask you a question about that series while we're in the time machine. Okay. Derrick Rose tears up his knee. Sixers win that series. Going into round two, are you looking at your Sixers like, we have a shot? Or are you looking at your Sixers like, oh, well, we made it to round two to get get eliminated? No, I'm looking – honestly – well, let me let me ask you. When you say shot, you mean win it all or shot to beat Boston? That series, that round, did you really believe your Sixers had a chance to win I that series? I thought they matched up better with Boston. I thought, hey, you know what? Because I, I remember that series. Yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah, this team's not good enough to win. You think this team's not big enough to beat Boston? Yeah. I I remember thinking the only reason they beat the Bulls that year was because of Derrick Rose. That that was a team that should have been eliminated in the first round. So so you're saying everything the Sixers did in that series, that series went to seven games, they had a fourth quarter lead. Mm -hmm. That all surprised you? Yes, it did actually. Okay, okay. I expected them to be eliminated fairly quickly in like five games, six if they got lucky. Like, if they got lucky and really mm-hmm. fought one. But I thought they might win one game that series. Okay. But I definitely didn't think it was going to go down to the fourth quarter of game seven. Okay. They, in my opinion, overachieved that series. Overachieved, yeah. But I thought they they played better. At, Grant, the Derrick Rose injury gave that team a shot. Mm-hmm. But I thought they played better as that series went on. 
and they True. gained and they gave as they gained confidence, they gained, gained confidence, some momentum. Yeah. They started they believing were, in themselves yeah, they that they no, could win. Yeah, they were no longer just you know that they were they were no longer just that appetizer for the Bulls' run. Mm-hmm. It was like okay, we have a shot. And then when they went against Boston, against Boston, I thought the matchup was better. I thought they weren't in a league. They weren't in a league against the same league with a healthy Bulls team. True. They, the Bulls team were a number one seed. Number one year. seed. Derrick Rose at MV was you know Derrick Rose was a superstar. You know, mm-hmm. not not just a really good player. Derrick Rose was a superstar. That was a career altering. That's a that's a that's an MVP, right? Okay, we're we're on radio, mm-hmm. not TV, so not so, everyone yeah, can so you, see. You all no one, can't see, see my face. Yeah, no one can see his face. I'm making faces at John Brown as he calls Derrick Rose a superstar. He was an MVP, mm-hmm. but at that point of his career, for me, mm-hmm. he fit in a group with some other point guards uh, who yeah, I'm not yeah, that fan, yeah, yeah, that yeah. fond of. All right, but either way, because because this is a tangent, but, <laughs> it is. but nonetheless, it's like. The the point that I'm making is, and that's that was a case of thinking, hey, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying in football, you you've seen the proof where it's like, hey, you know what? I understand what underdogs win, teams yeah. get hot. Mm-hmm. Anything certain, can happen. Certain matchup, somebody case, has an off day. The case day. that you're making against the Philadelphia Eagles is a good one, is a solid one, and it's not one that's hard to grasp. Mm-hmm. I'm not struggling to grab. You know, it, it. I understand the reality of it. All right. So where, where I think in football more than any other sport, there's a legit hope that can fly in the face of reality. Okay. So or you could say, hey, you know, I understand. Let me ask mm-hmm. you for a moment of objectivity. Okay. In this moment of objectivity, all right. I want you to take take a moment and consider. Between the two teams that are still in the fight for the division championship in the NFC East, the mm-hmm. Cowboys and the Eagles, which one would you believe actually has the greater potential to make a play a run in the playoffs? I think the in objectivity, I would probably say the Dallas Cowboys, because you're talking about you're talking about Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. who is a very good runner. Absolutely. A very good running back, one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Talking about Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Very a, talented Very receiver. talented wide receiver. I wouldn't call him one of the best in the league, but he's – Let's he's, say we call he's a, let's he's say a, we call Zeke a top five running back, no arguments. Okay. And we call Amari a top 15 wide receiver, no arguments. Okay. That seems fair. Yeah, and you have a capable quarterback in Dak Prescott. We – can have the we can have the argument over you know what you think about Dak Prescott, but I think he's he's shown himself to be at least capable. Yes, he can you know he can make you plays. Mm-hmm. I think on you know if you're dealing with objectivity, <laughs> and that's what I asked for yeah. just a moment, just Object- a brief moment of objectivity. What, what I'm saying is is like like it, dealing. I'm not I'm not moving away from the objectivity yet, mm-hmm. but what I am saying is as a fan. Oh yeah, I would enjoy an an Eagles win. Absolutely. But I would say a if the Cowboys won the division and then won a game, you wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. You know, now I see, and that's the thing. For me, as is, as things stand, 
with all the litany of injuries that we got into a couple minutes ago mm-hmm. with the Eagles, the Cowboys are actually a healthy team. They're just dysfunctional. Which kind of makes it seem like, yeah, they should be more capable. Mm-hmm. But for me, that makes me think they're less capable. Because it's something about that team. I don't know if it's the players, the coach, the combination. But they just, for whatever reason, don't come prepared to play against good teams. And the one thing we have seen from this Philadelphia team this year is when they play good teams, with the exception of that Cowboys game, mm-hmm. win or lose, they were in the game and they played tough. Mm-hmm. They were in. They were in that C- Seattle game. Mm-hmm. They were in that Patriots game. Exactly. They went to Lambeau Field, beat the Packers. Exactly. So you know it was, it, that's what I mean. Like the yeah. Eagles team, they seem to at least find a way to rise to the occasion against good teams. Mm-hmm. They struggle against game in games they should win. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are the reverse. In the playoffs, you're going to see good teams, and good teams, the Cowboys don't seem to want to mm-hmm. show up. It's uh, I one. So two, objectively, mm-hmm. look on paper, I agree the Cowboys have mm-hmm. the superior talent, but it's just something about that team that screams we don't want to win. What do I always say about the Cleveland Browns? The Browns go to Brown. Exactly, and it, you can you can you can apply that to the Cowboys too. <laughs> but there's something I, I I used to I used to say about the Eagles during the Andy Reid era. When especially in those when when it when he when Andy Reid and the Eagles were dominating the East mm-hmm. while it seemed like the rest of the East, the entire East was, was down. Bad. I said what scared me was the fact that I felt like at some point in time these other teams are gonna figure it out. Oh, that's the nature of the game. Yeah. It's going to happen. Like, if you're bad long enough, you'll get enough number mm-hmm. one draft picks that unless you're Cleveland, you'll figure out a way mm-hmm. to make it into a winning team. Exactly. It's like you're sitting there and you're looking at the Cowboys being bad. And, I, and now, Grant, I'm talking now 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Cowboys ain't going to be bad forever. 04 to 06 yeah. or so when the, when McNabb and Andy mm-hmm. Reader exactly. are peaking with their run. Mm-hmm. You knew that. Eli's with the Giants, so they're the competition, if anything. Mm-hmm. They had inconsistent but decent years. Mm-hmm. And even and the Redskins had a couple of, you know. Okay, they had a couple interesting seasons, yeah. but they've been dysfunctional since Snyder's been the owner. Yeah, true, but, but at that point. They've almost been the – Cowboys but, counterpart in finding ways to lose. But even in then, like now, I'm I'm saying now, looking back, you you can now look at the last twenty something years of the Redskins being dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Let's go back fifteen years when they signed out an Albert Haynesworth, mm-hmm. and you see the ta- they have a Clinton yeah. Portis, and you see the talent on the field, and, and, and you, you see think- you see an owner who seems to be willing to spend money mm-hmm. if it's going on a player that. That he thinks can help us yeah. too. So you think at that point, you know, like 2019, but, you're looking back like, oh my God, what a dumpster fire. 2014, you're like, all right, this scares me, you know? And, but to fast forward now, it's like you take what you just said about the Dallas Cowboys, where on paper, in theory, you're like, okay, this, this team's got talent. Absolutely. This is a team that should have run away with this division. The way the Eagles have played and been decimated by injuries, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, Cowboys have absolutely have been fairly healthy. This division should be over. This, yeah, this division should not be close. But the but Cowboys have lost what three out of the last four, four out of the last five, something mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's they don't want to win. They don't want to win. But the, I guess to me, what scares me is 
What scares me and what worries me about the Cowboys is can they flip that with light switch? Could they figure it out? There's absolutely no re- like. There's no reason to think they could. Well, but then they there's could. reason to think they could. There's no reason to think they will. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Matter of semantics, but we're saying the same thing. Yeah. There's no reason to have any faith in them, but there. But the ta- you can look at them and see the talent is there. I'm sitting. There, it's like the potential is there because when it when the dust clears, when you're looking at all the dysfunctionality of the Dallas Cowboys, that's still Dak Prescott, that's still Amari Cooper, that's still Zeke Elliott, mm-hmm. they, that's still you know you still have ta- you yeah. still have talent on your defense in the secondary on the mm-hmm. line and the yeah. linebacking core at all yeah. three levels in your you're defense. You have at, talent. You're not looking at Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills. Mm-mm. You still have a good de- off- offensive line. Mm-hmm. You've you've got pieces is in place. You're not looking at an aging Jason Peters and a hurt Lane Johnson. No. You're not looking at you know you're not looking at Sproles and Howard both being hurt. Mm-hmm. You're you're running back is it Jay Ajayi who came back in what week ten from an ACL last mm-hmm. year and a Jordan Howard who's been out with injuries, missed the last four games mm-hmm. and a rookie. Yet you know, it's not the talented rookie, but he's a rookie. You look at you look at all the injuries on that Philadelphia team. Mm-hmm. Would you say six and seven is overachieving? No. What would wouldn't. you say? I'd say it's fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're but, right where you think they'd be because, given all the injuries, you expect them to lose games. But if you look at the schedule they've had, there's been games they should have won. Should have beat, beat Detroit. Should have mm-hmm. beat Atlanta. Exactly. Should have beat Miami. Exactly. Now, they, you could say there should be some games they should have lost. Should have lost to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Should have lost to the Bills. So it, it it flips. It ends up being about even. They, they're about where, they, where I thought they should have been. That being said, you would think that at six and seven, you're out of the race. That's really the thing that throws you off. Mm-hmm. Most years at six and seven, or even five and seven, going into week thirteen, you're out of the race. At five and seven, they were a game back. If they won, now they're tied, which they did. Now they're tied for first place. Had they that's beat the, Miami, they'd be in sole possession of first place. Exactly. That's the part that's hard to comprehend and hard to grasp. Whether you're thinking about the projections or what we would have thought. No, this team did not overachieve. The Cowboys underachieved to the point where it's still a race. Which leaves – that's why I have the question, like, what, can you really expect anything from either of these teams if they get into the playoffs? It's, the race is really just to see who has the worst draft pick almost. Cleveland right now. Cleveland Browns are 6-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. They have no shot at nothing. Exactly. It's over you know, for them. It's over for them. Cleveland six and seven. They're, they're not they're, catching the Ravens. They're not. Yeah, Ravens are eleven and two. Exactly. It's over. They're done. Let's see. Oakland six and seven. The, I'm pretty sure they're done. They, yeah. They're, the, the Chiefs in that division. Chiefs are nine and four. Yeah. It's a wrap. You're looking. Let's see. Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Six and seven. It's over for them. Over. That's it for six and seven teams. But you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you see a team at six and seven, you don't think about yeah. them. Did they overachieve? Mm-hmm. That's not a good you team. Look at, it, I'm, look at it. Look at the teams. That's a losing that I, team at six yeah, and seven. Look at the teams that I call six and seven. Those are teams that you're not even considering. You don't even think of as winning teams. Yeah, you like when you say those teams like eh. the, yeah. Oh, that, Eagles are six and seven. So are the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you nobody know? thinks of, like people talk about the Browns' dysfunction. OBJ talking about he's. 
there's stories coming out about he's not happy in Cleveland and wants mm-hmm. wants out now. Like every other day, you hear Baker Mayfield say something, then has to apologize for saying it wrong, mm-hmm. and yeah. your your star defensive lineman's out for the year because he lost it on the field. This is Cleveland, mm-hmm. and they're six and seven. Mm-hmm. You when you that's a dysfunctional organization. Truth be told, when you talk about the Cowboys half the time, you think dysfunction because of their coach any and other, ownership. Any other season you're looking any other season at this point. Any other season after thirteen games, you look at you look at a six and seven Cowboys team, you're talking about what went wrong. Mm-hmm. What's going wrong. Exactly. Instead we're talking about winning the division in the playoff run mm-hmm. at six and seven. That's crazy. So See, that's what makes this conversation weird for us because we like to come on here and talk about all the bad teams and why they're bad. But, you know, we're still – we're trying to talk about a bad team that still has a chance of winning the division. Mm -hmm. And and that's – but you see what I'm saying? Like when you ask the question, have the Eagles overachieved? It's like – it's it's interesting how perspective changes based on Mm -hmm. your position in the divisional race. Because, like we said, most times a 6-7 and team – Eagles fans are rioting. It's yep. like we've checked out. Mm-hmm. We're angry. If, if we're talking about Eagles, anything, we're angry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right now at six and seven, we're talking about we can still win the division. You don't. You don't mm-hmm. hear the anger yet. Mm-hmm. That did. game. That Giants game on Monday night. Seventeen three at, at halftime. Nobody left the building. I will. All right, the I got crowd you. was all still there I, in the rain in the second half to cheer that team on to, for the comeback. Now I, I I got something for you. Okay. I I this is a moment of pure transparency. Seventeen to three. After the Eagles' first possession of the second half, I believe they went three and out. Either mm-hmm. either way, the the possession ended in a point. I turned the game off. <laughs> now, you know what? I'll, and, I'll be honest. I don't want you to beat yourself up too mm-hmm. bad. After that happened, I didn't turn the game off. Mm-hmm. I walked out the room. And the game was still on loud enough where I could hear it, mm-hmm. but I'm in the other room playing the Xbox. Now, I will say I will say, And this. then when I could hear it got interesting, mm-hmm. then, okay, like it's time to go back and watch again. I, I turned the game off. Now, I had to be at work at 3 a.m. Oh, that's fair. You need to be asleep. Yeah, but... My whole thing about when you're I, not losing sleep. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm hoping for a blowout in either direction mm-hmm. on a Monday night game. If I have to be at work at 3 a.m., exactly. Like, okay, so, I need somebody to be well ahead so I can go to sleep. So get I can some go sleep. sleep. Yeah. Either, either I'm angry or I'm happy, but either way, yeah. it was over early and I got to get now, some rest. Now I will be I will be honest. Couldn't sleep because they played so terrible that I was angry. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go to sleep. Now by rule, because I turned the game off. Can't turn it back. Can't on. turn it back on, and I, <laughs> I I respect the rules. I respect the code. So I'm now, saying, after that, whose rule is that? I don't know. That's just a rule of life. That's how that's how I've always operated. You, you turn it. You turn a game off. You can't turn it back on. There I, is no I don't know if I abide by that one. No, I, that's 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 rule. That that is that's so. Rule. You turn the game off. I turn the game off. Had I text you at eleven oh seven p.m. Eastern time on Monday night, mm-hmm. one word. Overtime, you don't turn the game back no, on. I would. I could not sleep. So, so you I'm, see the score. So I'm see the score. I'm on social media. People are talking about the game. You see the update. I I know what's happening in the game, but I turned the game off. So therefore, I did not turn the game back on. And I know, could I, not turn the game back on. Up until this moment, 
like up literally right now, this very moment, I believed I was the stubborn one on this show. I always thought I was the stubborn no, one. No, that's the rule. Because I, I will do things based solely on principle that make you know, no sense to anyone let else. Let me tell you what would have happened had I turned that game back on. They would have called a delay a game on that uh, early touchdown. <laughs> it was I, close. It, well, no, it, it wasn't close. Was close. It was a delay a game. <laughs> I'm cool because it, it helped my squad. <laughs> but had I turned that game back on, the, 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 the flag would have came out. The flag would have came out. Game would have been over. And it would have been my fault. And I would not have told this story on the air because it would have been my fault. <laughs> Had the Eagles lost that game, it would have been because I turned the game back on right. after I turned it off. All right. You cannot turn the game back on once you turn it off. So, so once I know you're that out, you stay out. So let me throw a hypothetical out there. I know okay. this is impossible. Okay, but it's a hypothetical. Okay. Say the Eagles are playing the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know they're in the same conference. Everyone, I just said, I know this is impossible. Yeah. But say the Eagles are playing the Falcons. Okay, for, mm-hmm. for for the for the technical people out there. Okay. Let's say they're playing the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Okay. The AFC Falcons. Okay. And the Chargers are up 28-3 in the third quarter. You turn the game off. I don't think I could turn it. I, I, okay. Because it's the Super Bowl, I don't think I could turn the game. If you off. had turned the game off, and it's the Super Bowl, and I call you and say we're coming back the way the Patriots came back against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Do you turn the game back on or or the rules say you turned it off, you can't watch? You know what? I would respect the rules. If I turn the the game, but I have a similar story to tell you. Okay. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that Eagles Super Bowl year. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Eagles versus the Falcons. I had a house full of people. That was only 7-0. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Isn't because it this that is not, was a low scoring game. I, I understand, but I didn't turn the game off. Okay, but it, uh, similar. This is about the rule, not necessarily. All right, I'm listening. I'm not going to jump on you early. Okay. I'm listening. All right, I had a house full of people. Mm-hmm. Had a house full of people. We're watching the game. Everything's cool, you know. Whatever. My wife and my son are upstairs. They're watching the game upstairs with with each other. They're not down there with the company. This is my father's company. All right. So there are people I know, but it was my father's company. Mm-hmm. So I'm down here with them, and I'm going back and forth between, you know. Yeah. So Eagles take the lead. I start watching the game upstairs. And my mother comes down, and she's like, why are you, why are you not watching the game downstairs with, with the company? Because the Eagles are, you know, Eagles are ahead, and I've been watching the game up here. I move downstairs. I'm going to wreck the juju. Can't can't mess things up. My, my mother and my wife are both like, "That's silly. That's you're being ridiculous. What are you talking about? You go downstairs. You're being, you know, you're being a bad, you're like you're being a bad host. You got to go downstairs." They're like, "No. We built this. Le- we're, we're good because mm-hmm. I've been sitting up here. <laughs> my son, who's been watching the game with my wife, understands completely. And of course, he, and he's like, "Yeah, no, Dad's got to stay here." If your son is going to get it, yeah, he he gets it. So wife, mother, get on. I mean, this is throughout the game as they come back and forth and see me sitting upstairs because now I'm just comfortable. Took took the shoes off. Oh, you, I'm, I'm you, on the you're, couch. You're in a, you found your spot. Yeah, I'm in my spot. You're in your groove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They say no. You got to go downstairs. You got to go downstairs. You got to go downstairs. They're, I mean, they're getting on me the whole. Game. So finally, I go downstairs. 
Please when tell me that's not when the Patriots took the lead. No, 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 no. This is this is <laughs> this is Eagles versus Falcons. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that first round game. Oh. But when I go downstairs, that's when they start marching down the field mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. They're marching downfield, and then that's when, like, right before that pass to Julio Jones, that's when my son comes downstairs like, Dad, I don't care. Get back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally what my son's. He, he's like, Dad, stop messing around. Come back upstairs. I come back up. I come back upstairs. We get the stop. We get the stop. Game's over. And I'm sitting there hugging my and, and my my wife and my my wife and my mother are both like, you know, you're being ridiculous. I had nothing to do with it. My son's like, Dad, you saved the day. Mm-hmm. Dad, you're a hero. Thank you for coming. Because I'm sitting there watching. Because the, and I, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. What matters most is that your son believes you are the hero of the game. Yes. He, yes, he came downstairs and was like, "Dad, if you don't get your money, but like all jokes aside, like when I say that's what matters, that's really like why sports matter. Mm-hmm. That's a memory your son will have for forty, fifty years he, about the playoffs of the Eagles when he, Super Bowl. When he's hosting his own podcast. That's what he's <laughs> like. I I remember when my dad went downstairs. Exactly. It's like yeah, but the same. But it's the same rule. It's like all right, I turned off the game. Mm-hmm. I can't turn it back on. Once you're out, you're out. Now, there's been different situations where it's like, like I've done. Let's like, see, like I have that rule with women. Like that's a rule okay. I have with women. I don't okay. date exes. Okay. Once you're out, you're out. Okay. I don't have that rule with All sports. Right. I, I I didn't have that rule when I was when I was uh, when I was out there in the world like that. This is, this is why I'm on Facebook. I don't want to. I don't want to run into exes. Run into, I understand. I, I respect that. You know, we're out. Like, there's a reason you're. All no, that's gonna happen. All that's gonna happen is that I'm gonna remind myself of why I'm out. If there's a rule, you gotta respect the rule. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Respect the rule. It's about principle. It, uh, yes. It's about yes, it's principle. About principle. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't turn the game back on. I I know. And I respect that. Had I turned that game back on, the Eagles would have lost. And, that I, game. and I respect that. If it's if it's actually a rule for you. Yes. Once you're out, you're out. I'm now, with I, now, I will say, like, like, I have broken the rule in the past. Never for football, because there's not, you know, mm-hmm. there's not enough games. Like there have been times where it's like, okay, Sixers and piss me off. You turn this game off, or are they coming back? Let me turn the game back on. And almost every time, I end up losing the game. When I'm, then I'm sitting out there like I should have never turned this game back on. <laughs> That's why they lost. They lost because I turned the game back on. I shouldn't have turned it. I shouldn't have turned it back on. And it's like, and for me, I do not mind the flack. Like I don't mind. Like oh, like like had if I had turned off the game, like mm-hmm. you said, Super Bowl. I don't see a scenario where I would turn off the Super Bowl. But if I did. And the Eagles come back, and they're like, "Where, where were you?" I'm like, "No, I'm, to me, I'm thinking, all right, me turning off the game is me turning off the game and respecting the rule is why they came back." So when they're saying, "Where were you when you know?" When- I can see a scenario where I turned off the Super Bowl. Remember that first Eagles Patriots Super Bowl? Okay. By the third, by the towards the end of the third quarter, mm-hmm. I knew Eagles had no chance of winning that game. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's aversion to power running specifically. Mm-hmm. Westbrook what didn't have a bad game, but as great as Westbrook was as a player, he wasn't good running between the tackles. Okay. And and 
Belichick took away the edges, took away the outside run, mm-hmm. forced you to try to power run up the middle with the tackles because your receiving core was not great. You had T.O. coming back off an ankle injury, who had an amazing game, by the way. Yeah. But he's not going to win it by himself. Mm-hmm. So you take away the run options. Your other receivers are average at best. Mm-hmm. That's being generous. Mm-hmm. And let's see what you can do. I knew that you – so by – before the – I didn't watch the fourth quarter of that game. Okay. I actually left le, – I left the room. I was I was like, yo, who, somebody wanted their hair cut. Let's go. I'm so cutting, you were cut, I'm, you I'm were, cutting hair during the fourth cu- quarter. You were cutting hair during the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I was in Jacksonville. So you were there in town for I was the game. In town. Yes, yes. I here now. Part of the, the, the woman I married. So who partied harder in Jacksonville? You were Donovan McNabb. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that, was, that was that was a goodness. low blow. Yeah. That was a low blow. I'm sorry. Nah, but I, I will say that that woman I married. Mm-hmm. Now we we were dating at the time, but she hooked it up. You know, Eagles go to the Super Bowl. You know, she she. Help me get my plane because I had never bought a plane ticket before in my life. Now you were just dating at the time, not just engaged dating, no, anything. No, but but pretty much that was a wrap. You know, so, the, 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 so trip to the Super Bowl, I, you know, like yeah, I got to get her a ring. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I came back knowing I had to ask something. There, there, there was going to be a question asked. I, now, I feel you. Now, Grant. Now, now here's the thing about that whole super, the whole Super Bowl thing, because it, it starts a year before, a year before the Super Bowl. That's uh, Philly and Carolina in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. My brother at the time is working in Tyler, Texas. That is a few hours away from Houston. That's where the Super Bowl was that year. Mm-hmm. So me and my brother start talking. Like, okay, Eagles go to the Super Bowl. You're going to go visit your brother. I'm going to go visit my brother. Easy place to and, stay. Yes, you just yep, got to get a yep, plane ticket. Yep, I'm going to least do yeah, tailgates. You might not get to the game, but mm-hmm. you can oh, yeah. You can be around the yeah, game. Yeah, you can the events. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna have a good time. Oh, yeah. We had we had this all planned out. I'm like, I'm going to fly out. We're going to see you. And we're going to take this road trip because it's still maybe like a three, four-hour drive. It's not bad. Yeah, we're going to. Three, four-hour drive for the Super Bowl is nothing. Yes. Once in, we, we had this all planned out. Mm-hmm. All planned out. Me and my brother were going to go from te- go from Tyler, Texas to Houston to go see the Eagles in the Super Bowl. What happens? Eagles lose in the NFC Championship game to the Carolina Panthers. We had the trip of a lifetime planned. This is going to happen. We're going to make this happen. We're going to go to the Super Bowl with our Eagles. <laughs> Eagles lose. Fast forward a year. All right. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a year. My brother has now moved from Tyler, Texas. He's now living in Miami. <laughs> About a four hour drive from, from Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So when the Eagles once again Eagles get TO, mm-hmm. you start making plans. No. Don't start making plans. We're not gonna jinx this. We're not gonna have this conversation again until until it's time to have this conversation. Fair so, enough. So, you know, because especially when T.O. broke his leg, was out for the season, like, oh, we definitely not going to have this conversation now. We're going to table this. Mm-hmm. Evil's get, you know, but Evil's going there, run. Freddie Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Fourth and 26. Maybe he's like, okay, all right, we're not going to have this conversation, but mm-hmm. I, I think a conversation's coming. I just hope, like, we're not going to talk, talk about why. 
I just hope you have some money available in your budget just in case in a couple of weeks you need to do something yeah. to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about this, mm-hmm. but there might be something to talk about. Yeah, just make sure you got about five, six hundred dollars at mm-hmm. least in your yep, budget yep, available yep, coming up. Yep, yep. So no reason to say why. Just, mm-hmm. just save yeah. a couple dollars. Yeah. You might need that. Yeah. And, and, and make and, sure you got a couple vacation days available. And we were on the and we were on the same page. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'd call him up and be like, "Yeah, you know, we're not talking about this." Yeah, I understand we're not talking about this, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, we're we're definitely on the same page. So, Eagles win the NFC Championship. Time, you know, time to make this happen. I fly to Miami, hang out, you know, hanging out in Miami. And here's the whole thing. He's living in Miami. It was snowing the day I left Baltimore. I flew out of BWI. It's snowing. I had my Tim's on, had my winter coat on because it was and cold. And you land in Miami. I land in Miami. My brother's wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. And he's up there just, you know. T-shirts. Yeah, he's chilling. I remember, and, and in fact, but what was crazy about it is while I was down there, they do a story about the unseasonably cold weather and what they're going to do. It's going to be like 68 degrees, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how cold it is, and I'm like. People got co- people got their coats on. Yeah, yeah. And you out there, like. Like for real, like. 60, 68. I just, y- y'all know what cold is? Exactly, exactly. But nonetheless, there you are. I'm in Miami. Fine, you know. Once again, we didn't go to the Super Bowl. We just went to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And Jacksonville, have you ever been to Jacksonville? I have not. Okay, Jacksonville's got a little area, sort of like Penn's Landing. Okay. So it's like right there on the water, little harbor place where you know it's 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 set up, and they had a real big a big screen, a huge like movie screen. And they just showed the Super Bowl on that. So we just posted. So it's up. like an outdoor party. Yeah. So he's like, oh, all we said, we we said we was going to go to Jacksonville. We'll find a little sports bar or whatever. See where the Eagles fans is hanging out. We just going to watch the game there. It's a five hour drive. Five hours. But we got up early. We make this drive. We're in, you know, we're in Jacksonville. We're chilling. You know, this is like when, you know, this is what? Oh, four, right? This is oh, four. So, you know, it's it's still the middle of the, the, you know, the middle of the whole throwback craze. So. I had gotten me and my brother throwback Jerome Brown jerseys. Bring it home for Jerome. Oh yeah, yeah. I had the I had the white joint. My brother had the green joint. So we, you know, we was both in our and people were just showing us crazy love for them joints. You know, it's like oh, you any know, Eagles fan who knows. Yeah. When you see the Jerome Brown, oh, you gotta show your respect to the Jerome Brown. Jersey. Everybody, yeah, bring it home for Jerome. Bring it. You know, people just coming, bro. Hey, hey, fellas, we love the Jerome Brown jerseys, man. Love the Jerome Brown. People want to take pictures with mm-hmm. us. Cause you know, like, you, know, you got the you got Brown boys out there wearing the Jerome Brown, Brown jerseys. jerseys. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I see official. it. The Eagles losing the Super Bowl is the only thing that kept that from being the greatest road trip of all time. Everything about that trip was great. People just showing us crazy love. I got one day, you know, like when we got more time, I'll show you like just all my photos. Because mm-hmm. I was back, you know, this wasn't digital camera era. This was still, this was still. Oh, you disposable. still shooting on film? No, I'm still. Yeah, this is still depo- disposable camera. Mm-hmm. I just went out. We taking pictures with everybody. People was giving us drinks. You People actually got to take them to get pictures to get developed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I had to get them developed. <laughs> put them on to, to put them on uh, to put them on the computer. I had to get them scanned. Oh, you still you know? getting three by fives and yes. four by sixes? Yes, and, stuff. and doubles of everything. Because I always got to. You got to get double prints. Gotta, yeah, got to get double prints. I need double prints and my negatives. Yes. All that. They're, they're, people listening to this right now, like, what's a negative? 
Ah, you kids. Ah, you millennials. <laughs> millennials and Gen Z guys and all that. But still, but nonetheless, I mean, that, that was it. You know, that, that was, that's what you you go there for. You know, mm-hmm. that's, you know so like in, in the end, I mean, it was like, you know, like greatest, you know, greatest thing of all time. You know, it would have been the greatest thing of all time had they won. So we, but we ended up watching the whole, watching the whole game. Only thing we, only thing we did not watch was we didn't watch the halftime show. I think that was Paul McCartney that year mm-hmm. because it. Although Miami doesn't get very cold, mm-hmm. Jacksonville is Northern Florida. Oh, absolutely. Jacksonville gets cold. Well, it not, gets coldish. Not, yeah. Okay. Okay. Not. It Philly gets colder cold. than Miami. Well, I'll put it to you like this: It's not Philly cold. Yeah, it's not, not Philly cold. It's it's not Midwest Chicago bone, Minnesota bone chilling cold. The sun went down. We needed jackets. Yeah. Like like we went out there. We had the jerseys don't, don't on. Don't think you're in tropical weather like you are in Miami. Yeah. If you're in Jacksonville. Yeah. It, it, you can see some ice and snow mm-hmm. and thirty degree weather. In the, the sun went down, and we definitely got cold. So we went back to our car and got our coats. And then came back, but that's when we because also you know they they got that big bridge in in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and we had to cross that bridge, so we had to walk across that water. That water was blowing, you know, you know that, that breeze from off that water was making it real cold, real real cold. But other than that, you know, we we missed the halftime show. We stayed the whole point. We stayed. We watched the whole game, watched that entire game. You know, but. I don't see a scenario. I, I don't see a scenario where I would turn off the Super Bowl. I, I mean, may like maybe if the if the Eagles were heavy favorites and they were getting absolutely annihilated. Like if there was a team, if there was a scenario where you know everyone's expecting the Eagles to win. And then they come out and just completely crap the bed. If mm-hmm. they can completely crap the bed, and, and maybe I would turn the game off. Now that goes back to my analogy that I was giving you, mm-hmm. like the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. If you're in that situation, everyone expected the Patriots to win that mm-hmm. game. Most people, the Patriots were a heavy favorite. Like, like, and if, then you look up and they're down twenty-eight to three. three yeah. Like I could see, like that would be a scenario where. I would if I turn the game off, mm-hmm. I would come back to it because I don't. Me personally, and that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Like you get to that where you're just completely frustrated with your team. Yeah. Well, no, man, I'm. I can't watch this. No, nah, see, because at twenty-eight-three, you're frustrated. You fr- you're yeah, frustrated. Oh yeah. oh yeah. You're and the way the the Falcons were with the ball driving, mm-hmm. I don't know why they were throwing the ball, but they had the ball in driving. You're thinking this thing's over. If you're a Patriots fan at that point in the game, while you're watching Atlanta drive the ball before that drive stalls, I understand if you turn it off like this is over. I I, I understand it, and maybe I would feel better. Like I wonder, I wonder if there are any Patriot fans who did turn, who would be willing to admit, but like, yo, we were down twenty-eight to three, and I turned that joint off. I'm sure there's some out there. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't doubt that at all. And they, honestly, I don't think they should be ashamed in admitting it. No, no, never, never. There's nothing to be ashamed of. If you turn it off, like, mm-hmm. like the only time you can be ashamed, like if you turn a game off because you're frustrated with the team, is and um, if we, the only time, 
like I would question that is if the game is like closer than if the game is within reach. Mm-hmm. Like say, like the Eagles lost two games to the Seahawks and the Patriots, and and uh, I would say like if you turn that game off. Mm-hmm. Then I would, I'd probably, you know, I, I, I'd yeah. question. Like those were close games. Yeah, those so that, were close those, games. That's yeah. not the situation I'm talking you can't about. Turn off a close game. I'm talking about when your team is completely get, looks like they're getting manhandled out there, mm-hmm. like twenty eight to three in the yeah. late, late in the third quarter. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could do that in the Super Bowl. I, I, I don't know. All right, but look, look, let's take a real quick break and let's come back. Let's talk a little bit more. I know, I know you got more. Oh, we got more. Okay, we well, definitely got more. All right, well, let's take a real quick break and we'll come back. We'll get into more right here on the uh, right here on offense defense. I was about to say the grown folks school, phillygoflow.com. <laughs> you work too much, I, I, JB. I, I do. I will take a real quick break and we'll be right back. All right. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash BITW Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. James Lewis. There's so many people walking around with the Best Buy Polo, then you have the Sprint people. Then you have the Geek Squad people. Then you have like Geek Squad. the Cox, like the Geek the Cox Squad. Cable people. Right. So there are 38 people walking around at Best Buy doing absolutely nothing. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Can we say F No, we can't. Buy? We can't say that. We, okay. we, we cannot say that. Okay. Uh, we shouldn't say that. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody, we are back. Thanks for sticking with us. We've been talking a lot of football. and all in history. And we've been talking a lot of... For some reason, there's a lot to talk about with six and seven football teams, which well, seems well, odd. Two, well, two in particular. Nah, it's more than just two. It's I'm more sorry. than just because now we're about to talk about another six and seven football team, the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. Reports are coming. At, Odell Beckham Jr. Let me say it correctly. You don't disrespect that man's father like that. Exactly, Odell Beckham Jr. There are reports coming out of Cleveland that he's told teammates and staff that he wants out of Cleveland. He's not happy there. He wants to be somewhere else. And, of course, there's a lot of, you know, your immediate thought for a lot of people, many people is, oh, well, honor the contract. You signed the contract. He didn't sign a contract with Cleveland. He signed a contract with New York saying he wanted to be in New York for five years. New York traded him to Cleveland. I'm not saying New York shouldn't have traded him to Cleveland. If I'm New York, I traded him the year before they paid him the contract, and I'm not sitting with that dead money now. But that all happened. So they signed him, then they traded him. He doesn't seem to be happy in Cleveland. At least those are the reports. Okay. If you're Cleveland, 
what do you do? How many years are left on this deal? Let's see. I believe it is two more after this season at least, possibly a third, but it's at least two more after this season. What are we talking as far as? Because I believe he signed a five-year deal with the Giants, Mm -hmm. played one of those years with the Giants, and then this is his second season in Cleveland? Mm -hmm. Or No, this is his first season in Cleveland. Yeah. So – it possibly, I believe it's three years after this one. So that's a heavy investment. Mm-hmm. That being said, his debt, the dead money stays with the Giants. Mm-hmm. They're the team that signed the contract. So the guaranteed money and the dead money on the contract stays with them. Cleveland can trade him and have no dead money. It's simply a matter of what they get in return for him for Cleveland. Yeah. They don't have the cap ramifications that the Giants had. <clears throat> I I think it's like it's like Cleveland cannot, for the life of them, avoid BS like this. This is the type of stuff that just always it's always something with that franchise, mm-hmm. and they want to turn a corner. But like I say about Cleveland all the but, time, Brown's going brown. Now, if you want to turn that corner and change the culture of your team, mm-hmm. you know, that's that buzzword people use now. Yeah. But if that is what you want to do, do you do it with Odell? I Now, even, now you know I'm one who's not a fan of bringing in diva, quote-unquote diva receivers. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. My, my feelings on this, like if I'm Cleveland – I don't want a guy who doesn't want to be here because in our situation, that's not going to help at all. No matter how talented he is and how hard he's willing to play in the game, mm-hmm. if he doesn't want to be here, the things that go around, the attitude, the way it affects younger players and things and workouts and tra- practices and that such, I think will have a, a net negative on the team. That's my opinion. Agree. I could be wrong, but for me, I I believe that's a, to be a net negative when a guy ru- truly just doesn't want to be here. So for me, if I'm Cleveland, I'm Odell's gone in the off season. If this is real, if, if this is real, he really wants out. I'm pretty sure somebody will give you a first round pick for a 24, 25 year old receiver as talented as Odell is. You might not get two first round picks like you would get for an like an Omari Cooper trade or something like that. But you can get one. You you can bring you in that O line help you need in Cleveland with that first round pick and think, end up uh, being a better team. But given his history, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that he's now working his way out of a second locker room. Mm-hmm. You don't think that's a that's a red flag? You don't think that would keep somebody from investing uh uh, first round pick? I think it might, but mm-hmm. they're 32 teams mm-hmm. and you only need one team. That's true. That's true. And but if you're that, if you're the other team and you know when he doesn't want to be there mm-hmm. and two, you know, the, other, the only other choice is, well, the only other choices are either cut him or bring him and 
all of that baggage back into your locker room with your young, with your budding young quarterback going into what year three? Yeah, this is year two for Baker. He'll be going into the, the year, next three next yeah, season. We've talked, about, and we've, you want to see a jump from him going into yeah, year exactly because we've talked about this before. You know, we've talked about this in the cases of Marcus Mariota and Jameis and Jameis Winston. What? I'm laughing because he just busted out laughing. He tried to take a drink, and I, I throw out Mar- Mariota and Winston. He busts out laughing. His drink almost came through his nose. But nonetheless, the point that I'm trying to make is that you, we talk about expecting that jump, and mm-hmm. we've talked about that jump being from you know from Mariota and Winston. We talked about it with Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You know, if, at some point in time, you 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 now have to think about investing in the future. As you're now looking at more years behind them on their rookie deal than in front of them, you now have to decide whether you want to hitch your wagon, you know, hitch you know hitch that wagon to your train. At now, next year, you have to start deciding whether or not you want to invest long term in Baker Mayfield. You you look at the the carousel of uh, quarterbacks that the Cleveland Browns have had in the last 25 years or or however long it's been since they came back to Cleveland since the Browns were resurrected now you know more names than you can shake a stick at and now they're at a position where they have to decide whether or not Baker Mayfield is going to be that guy or they need to go right back to the drawing board and he has not shown that it's it's not a slam dunk yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen enough from Baker Mayfield yet to say, hey, you know what? This is the guy. You've seen flashes. You have seen flashes. You've seen some flashes, but you've seen flashes from almost every quarterback that I just named. That's true. Jameis yeah. Winston is – at one point this season, someone asked me, if Jameis Winston was was the real thing now, was he ready to play? Because he had a five. Now, couple, he almost, now he almost made my drink come through my nose. He had a couple back to back four hundred yard games yeah, or something. Yeah, Jameis yeah, Winston, and yeah, I remember saying yeah. like, yeah, question was never his talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody in this also said that the Bucks were going to shock everyone and win the division. <laughs> that guy was wrong. I have no, I have no problem admitting it. That guy was me. <laughs> it's okay. I don't run. I don't run for my wrong. But none, you but gotta go out on the limb sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a limb that broke right from under me. And I'm gonna <laughs> pick that limb up and I'm gonna beat Jay- Jameis Winston senseless with it. But nonetheless, nonetheless, at some point in time in the near future, the Browns are gonna have to decide: Is Baker Mayfield going to be that guy for them? And if you're trying to gauge whether or not he's going to be that guy, whether you want. Odell Beckham Jr., who has reportedly, and it's not even that he's he's been unhappy. There's reports that he's saying to other other teams while he's out there practicing, while he's out there training before games, that he's going up to other players on other teams saying, hey, man, come get me. Y'all need to come get me. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's got to be, that's crossing the line. Oh, that's absolutely crossing the line. That's, you know, you, you Bro, you gotta go. If that's if that is the truth, you gotta go, bro. I mean, no doubt in my mind that's crossing a line. Like at that point, if I'm telling other teams and players on other teams to come get me, the team I'm on now needs to get rid of me as soon as possible. You play you play 
com- you played sports mm-hmm. at one level below the highest level. Couple levels below. No. Couple levels below. No, no, you played. You played. I played. I played, played at fairly a high, high level. You played at a very high level. Mm-hmm. I was an NCAA athlete. Yes, which is more than I can say. I played NCAA football on uh, <laughs> Xbox. That's that's as far as I can go. Screw you, Ed O'Banning. But <laughs> that's the third time I've made this face during this show. <laughs> Is it because you I, agree I, or because you disagree? I agree with you completely. Okay. I had that was a fun game. Oh, that was a, oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Screw you, Ed O'Banning. But none, none, nonetheless, the the point that I, the point that I am making is the the. Where I'm trying to go to, the question I want to ask, somebody did that on team you played for. What are you doing? Oh, we can't play together no more. What are you saying to that guy? You, you, well, there's some, nothing to say. At the point where, you, like, there's stuff to say prior to that. When you start to become unhappy and you start to think you might not like it here, there's stuff to say then. Because we could talk about it. We could try to fix it. When you start to tell your teammates, I'm having issues. I'm not sure if this is the right place for me. There's things to talk about yeah. then. When you start going to other players from other teams and other organizations and say, come get me, there's nothing left to talk about. I'm out on you, and you are obviously out on us. It's, a, it's, it's over. It's got to end. It has to end. It's oh, Like, if your wife were to tell some other guy, yeah, buy me a ring, I'll say yes. Yeah, she's got to go. Go get that ring. What's there well, left to talk about? What's there left to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. She told him, "Go get me a ring, and we could do it." See, our problem is, and and and, and that you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I get you. I, I with you. See, see, our problem with, with with our marriage. My my wife said, and she's told me, she said that I am, and, and it's part of what keeps us together. It's, it's part of what maintains fidelity in our marriage. My wife has told me from day one, "You are not going to ruin our marriage, and leave me with the kids." <laughs> That's not how this is going to work. You leave me for another woman, you taking these kids with you. It's going to be me mm. and the kids in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? We going to new mommy's house. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, look, man, you know, it's it's not like I'm out here being, you know, like, like my fidelity and my faithfulness is out here being tested or whatever like that. But it's just like, look, you know, you just got to understand that it's... I, I, See, o- this is this is not baggage. I don't come with baggage. And Odell, I come with kids. And Odell seems to be the one though who wants to leave the marriage and leave the kids with her. Yeah, that's not going to work. But so, what do you do? I think honestly, if you're I, Cleveland. I, what do you do? In the end, I think you you got to take you got to take a step back to take a step forward. Because if, like if, you have to cut, like, if he wants out, can you keep him? So then, you do you, do you just trade him and give him what he wants? What kind of precedent are you setting then? I think honestly, I, and I, it's already starting to be a precedent set around the league, specifically with wide receivers. I don't like it here. I don't. I want out. I, I'm not happy. This is, and it ruins franchises. It ruins franchises. You get a superstar player. You sign him to this monster contract with all this guaranteed money. Oh, I'm not now. I got paid. I'm not happy here. Trade me. It's rare that you get equal value. And then I so I took less value, 
and I'm stuck paying you this guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. I could set my franchise back for years if I were to do that. Now, granted, like I mentioned, Cleveland is not in the situation where they're stuck with the dead money because they're not the ones that signed the contract. Yeah, and I think that's that that will probably I think that, that plays a bigger factor into it. Whereas, like, okay, you know, if this was like, say, this is the Giants. Yeah, if the Giants where like, got stuck with thirty yeah. million of dead of cap like, hit because like, for trading, Cleveland saved the Giants in the fact that they were willing to trade mm-hmm. for o, you know Odell Beckham Jr. That's what saved the Giants. It was like, okay, they were able to get something in return, and now they're moving forward. All right. So let me ask you another question. Okay. From, I guess, a different perspective. If these rumors are true, Odell wants out of Cleveland. He wants bigger market, better chance to win, more talented team, all those things, better quarterback. If you're the Eagles, do you want them? You're a t- you're decimated at receiver. Alshon, let's be honest, he may be done as an Eagle. Mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar is likely done as an Eagle. Mm-hmm. Deshaun will be back next year, but who knows what he'll be. He's a year older as a speed guy. He still had his speed this year while he was out there. And let's be honest, he still had his speed because game one, he was still already dealing with the injury and he was running by people. Mm -hmm. He didn't lose that step, but coming off the surgery a year later, that's no guarantee that it'll still be there. Mm -hmm. Aguilar's gone. Alshon may be gone. Arthega Whiteside is not a speed guy. You hope he develops, takes another step next year, but he's not a speed guy. He's more of an Alshon possession type guy. And Cleveland gives you a call and says, hey, Howie, Odell's on the market. You interested? What do you say? I could see Howie making that deal. And I would think that there was a time when I would not object to that. Or I would say. There was a time when you wouldn't object to it. there There was a time in the recent Past. You've spent and, too much time with me, haven't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I will say this: there was a time when I believed that the Eagles' locker room could have withstood it. Could, could, yes, could withstand it. Where I said, "Hey, there are enough people in this locker room that that could say, hey, you know, we're not going to stand this.' You know, like, I think in in the case of you would think your Jason Peters and, and your Malcolm and, Jenkins, mm-hmm. yes, and other established veterans like that would be able to police think, your locker yes, room. I, I think in the case, the difference between the Giants and the Browns and the Eagles, as in recent history, they got the hardware to say, hey, we good. Mm-hmm. You're coming into a locker room where the majority of the guys were right there. And when I say right there, I mean Minnesota in February. Where, hey, man, look. You need us mm-hmm. a lot more than we need you. You can help us. We're glad you're here. You're important to us. But we're strong enough as a machine that if you're not here, we're still going to be good. And I'm not quite sure they're there anymore. I think but, this whole- that's the thing. I don't know. Like With the Eagles team as constructed, 
I don't know that they're necessarily more than one offseason away from being right back there because they still have a solid core. Your o, your O-line is mostly intact. Jason Peters is getting older, but you have a first-round rookie who actually is a good player on the left side. Let me be clear when I say that. He's a good player on the left side. Right side is another story. <laughs> but he's, he's never played it. Right side, you expect him to struggle over there. That's not what he does. You, so, And he kind of warned us about that during the week prior to that game. Like, look, playing on the right side is like if you're left-handed, try to play right with your right hand. It, it's not going to be easy. Everything is – your instincts, everything is flipped. Your footwork, your hand yep, yep. techniques, all that is opposite directions. So – I, I guess, you know. But on the left side, he's good. So the the core of the team, your quarterback is still young. Mm-hmm. Your D-line, you're not losing any talent. Your secondary could be stand to be retooled, but it could have stood to be retooled for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. That's not a new issue. So so from that standpoint, I just your think, core is still intact. I just think, honestly, with especially, especially with the way this whole Orlando Scandrick thing played out, <laughs> That man likes to talk, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yo, he he loves to talk, and you saw that that, that whole thing this week. It was on first take this yeah. week, yeah. It was no, ESPN no. the first yeah. time, then he was on well, first take this was, week. Oh really? Yeah. I, well, not first take. Um, uh, the, the Skip Bayless show yeah. this week, yeah. But you, you, undisputed, you, you, yeah. You saw the. the did you? See it was the, first take before, or whatever. one of them. All I know is if there's people talking, he's right there talking with them. But he's talking about Dallas and the Eagles. And he loves him some Dallas. Yeah, but he's talking about Dallas when they played the Eagles, and he's referring to Dallas as we. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I he heard beat that. the Eagles mm-hmm. when he was actually playing. For the Eagles. For the Eagles that week in that game. He's referring to that we. Mm-hmm. He says we beat the Eagles, yeah. although he was on the, the Eagles, Eagles roster. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a clown right there, dude. Oh, absolutely. That's that's a, We used to do, uh, you know, back in the day of the, the best in the world sports report. Mm-hmm. We used to have something called the Sit Your Ass Down Award. Oh, uh, he'd have got that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. He'd have been a car. He'd have been up there in the sit your ass down Hall of Fame, right up there with Levar Ball, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Britt McHenry, and um, uh, let's see. That might that might be it. That might be the Hall of Fame right there. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump, Levar Ball, and Britt McHenry, Britt McHenry. People just habitual line steppers. Cause that's what, but but nonetheless, I don't know if I'd put Britt McHenry in there with, with Trump and Ball. Yeah, yeah, she no, was bad. No, oh, no, don't get no, me wrong. She, I'm not no, just. She, she was when, bad when, when we were when we were giving out that award. It was yeah, bad. She, when we were giving out that award, she was up there in the nominees like every week. Look, don't get me wrong. She was real, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us have had moments had moments where, in frustration, you bo- you attacked, belittled. No, no, I understand. Vented she just, she just, on, on an employee a, of some. She had a monument. She had a monumental run to put herself in. Like you know, she she had uh she had the the Patriots undefeated season of just sit your ass down <laughs> moments where it's just like every week. Britt McHenry was just saying something egregious where she just needed to be told to sit your ass down. That, and that's what put her in the hall. And, and, and it could be something like, you know, she had the, she had the Nick Foles 27 and two season of sit your ass down. <laughs> that's where she was with it. You know, she was just, you know, just, just maybe not, she might not be an all time sit your ass down 
person, but she just had a season d- d- for the ages. Okay, of sit your ass down moments. So, oh, 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 no, that I can give you that. So she didn't have the the one spectacular <laughs> moment. Yeah, but she just but, had a whole. But she had a great season. Yeah, she had a really good season. Uh, you know, she might have overachieved in sit your ass down award moments, but but still, nonetheless, it put her in the Hall of Fame right next to Trump and Levar Ball. Now, you know, like those like those and guys, the, both the, had, those guys definitely belong there. Yeah, they had years of experience. Th- they're still working on their Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, they still like Brittany Henry. She might have just gotten a message like, you know what? Let me fall back for a minute. Let me retool and let me come back. You know, and some <laughs> and, and, and come back and, and, and take things over. But you know. Trump's still doing the same thing he was doing a couple years ago when me and Javon was giving him that award every year. <laughs> LeVar Ball, too. And LeVar Ball ain't done nothing. Now his own family telling him to sit your ass down. I tried to told y'all about LeVar. You didn't even try. Le- I tried to told y'all about LeVar. No, here's the problem. I yeah. tried to tell people he was the black Trump. I tried to tell people that. You did. And that that, that brother. And, and here's the thing. I, I did not disagree with you. I, oh no! You, I, you didn't disagree. Yeah, with me. I know. I, I but there I were saw, people that were yeah, that no, did yeah, disagree. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. and I tried to tell him. I was like, "Look, it's not his business model. It's not that idea. The idea of yeah. wanting to keep it in the family what, and provo- promote promote your he, kids. What he wanted. It's to not do. the idea of wanting to start another league yeah. that gives people an option to the NCAA. Yeah. These things were actually good ideas." In a he, vacuum, solid ideas. He just but went he about was not it. the person yes. to execute them. Yes. He went about it in the most egregious ways <laughs> possible. He just found new and innovative ways mm. to put his foot in his mouth and to mess things up for himself. Everything. Stay like, in your lane. Yeah. Every, you can't say that. Hmm? I'm st- like I'm still trying to figure out how you tell a woman on national TV to stay in her lane. No, man. that's right up there with the dude that smacked the little rep- smacked. The- I shouldn't say the little reporter. Forgive me for that. That was that was, that was a mistake. Smacked the reporter in the butt. Did you see that? I missed that one. Uh, ladies reporting at a marathon. I heard about it, but I didn't see yeah, it. She's I-, on- I heard he slapped her, yeah, but yeah. I didn't realize he slapped her on the butt. Yeah, yeah. He guy guy walks past her while she's doing her stand up. She's on the air, live on television, doing her report on this marathon. Guy wa- and, and everybody's walking by. You know, everyone's running behind her, trying to do the thing you do when you see a live. Uh huh. You wave, you're, you're waving, get, hey, get your little t- twenty yeah, seconds of yeah, fame yeah, or whatever. Yeah, everybody's 15, doing that. Get your fifteen seconds. One guy walks behind her and smacks the reporter on the backside. And the reporter just looks looks at it, gives him a look. Like, 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 like on really? camera. I hope that like he's likely to get charges. Oh yeah, yeah. Him. You see him. He's he's clear. Found, found, come to find out. In fact, I saw a news report said guy's actually a youth minister. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, but that's that's what I'm talking about. That's that's the crazy thing. That's 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 up there. I mean, dude smacked on him, and you see the lady, and, and you see the reporter look at him, like really. And I'm gonna tell you right, I'm gonna tell you right now. Shout out to all the ladies who have to deal with knuckleheads out there. Yeah, and the the, the, and, thing, the thing about it is, I understand and respect that not all women want to be want or need to be quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, defended. No, they, you know? they don't want they don't all want their need to be defended. defended. And, but and this it, was just But but this is but here's here's the thing. If that's my reporter and I'm the photog on that story, mm-hmm. that guy just might have to catch these hands. 
you, me, me and that guy yeah. gotta have a conversation. Like, and I, I understand this is not about you know, this is not we, a. We def- definitely have some things yeah. to talk about. Yeah, this is not you know, I, I don't want to treat this reporter like she's a damsel in distress or something. You know, it's not and, even about yeah. that. I, it's like I, I respect that because not you, every, you just you just crossed the line. Yeah, you crossed the line. That's, a, gotta, that's assault. Yeah, you gotta catch these hands, bro. You know, and we, you assaulted her. We we gotta have a, we gotta have a conversation. It ain't gonna be you know it ain't gonna be a lot of words. Yeah, like, bro, you you we gotta shoot the fair one. That's 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 just it. You assaulted my people. Yeah, you, when somebody assaults you, what what happens? Exactly. You, we gotta shoot it. We we gotta shoot the fair one. That's that's how that's how it works. You and I, me, I got mm-hmm. to have you, son. That, that, that's that's that, exactly, and that, that's the conversation. And he might, act, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, I was just joking. No, nah, bro, no, no, no. Talking's over. I got to have you, man. You and me, right now. Right. We got to shoot this fair we one. Could, we could talk about it in about five minutes when you're getting up. When you get, yeah. But right now, you got you, you got to get these hands, bro. That's how this works. You assaulted my people. She didn't ask for that. Mm-mm. I yeah, you might have been joking. Nah, that's not a you, joke. Yeah, that, yeah, you, you might have been joking. I don't take that as a like, joke. My people don't wanna, take that as a if joke. If you want to say it's a joke, even if it's poor taste, you fake smacking her butt. Yeah. You're on camera and you're behind her. I can fake it like I smacked her butt, and on camera it looks like. Yeah, then you're just then you're just a jerk. Then I'm just a jerk. Yeah, but now, but yeah. But I touched her. Yeah. Now you cross the line. In a pers- in crossed. a personal part of her body. Habitual line stepper. We, mm. You got to catch these hands, bruh. You got to get these hands. That's the rule. That's how it works. That's what we got. That's a good rule. We got to shoot the fair one. That's a good rule. Hey, if you can't get along, you get a fair one going. That's just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I don't don't know where they keep all the rules, but it's in the same book as if you turn a game off, you can't turn it back on. Somewhere in the same book is like, look, man. Nah, see, we that, gotta, that, we gotta that's, have that, that's in a different book. Like, if you turn the game off, you can't turn it back on. Mm-hmm. That's like in the appendix at the end. <laughs> okay, all right. Like of personal choice rules. Yeah. You assault my people, you get these hands. Yeah. That's, that's 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 like chapter that's one. That's the commandment. That's, that's chapter yeah. one written in Reddit. That's right up there with <laughs> Thou shall not mess with Lord C. Papa. You know, <laughs> you know, exactly. hey, I, I gotta drop you, son. Uh, yeah, that. But that's cr- I'll, I'll show you the video later. Like. Like he just walked up, smacked on the butt. We got to fight, bro. Yeah, that's that's out of hand. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say to that one. Because mm-hmm. if, if if you're there in the moment, there's really nothing to say to that one. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you you assaulted someone. This is self defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not taking time to think about it. I'm asking. No, no, yeah, yeah, yes. Pretty much, mm-hmm. and if that, if that, yeah, like I'm at you like a Twitter name. I'm mm-hmm. like coming right for you. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, and I'd have your back too. But like, look, man, Mike Jones just beat somebody up, and I'm like, look, man, I've known Mike Jones for a little bit now, and, and I see nothing wrong with what Mike Jones did. I ride for Mike Jones. <laughs> I, you know, I would have, yo, know, you beat somebody up because that happened. I would be like next day. I'd be on Twitter, hashtag I stand with Mike. I no no. It wouldn't, I stand with Jonesy. That's what I probably be. That's that's some, that's some more. Mm-hmm. That's a catchier hashtag. I stand with Jonesy. Exactly. I'd be all over that, bro. I'd have you, and I'd hope you do that for me. Too. Absolutely. Like I stand with Brown. I'm no. I'm down, I'm with, down Brown. with Brown. I'm down with Brown. Exactly. Exactly. See, look. Bottom line, that just means like, if you're a news reporter and you're out here in these streets, you need Jonesy and Brown to get your back. Gotcha. You have, exactly. 
Exactly. Like I've, I've worked in news and I've worked in news. I know some reporters and I'm like, look, the one thing that news reporters don't have that they need is an entourage. Goons on deck. Exactly. You need to, you just need to know that there's a couple brothers that's just down for you. Mm-hmm. That you know, like I understand if you work in news, you can't be that person. You can't. You got. You have to maintain a certain approachability, decorum. Yeah. Yeah, you have with, to with have, the public. You're I, a public figure. I've had this conversation. But this goon standing yeah, over in the corner that exactly. may or may not be affiliated mm-hmm. with me. It, I've told. I've told this to people. Mm-hmm. Like I've told this to people who work in news. It's like I respect the fact that you do not have the time to get into it with some of these fools that come at you sideways. I got time. <laughs> I got plenty of time. And I have an overabundance of smoke that I just love to give out. You smack my reporter on the you smack my reporter on his on her behind. That's you might as well just say, hey Mr. Brown, I would like some smoke. And me being the generous man that I am I'm gonna give you all you need. I'm gonna give you all the smoke that you need. I might even give you some bonus. Extra, smoke. I'm, exactly. You need extra smoke. You want an extra helping of smoke? I got you. Mm-hmm. You want and seconds? You, you want seconds of the smoke? Here you I, go. Exactly. See, yeah, that brother wanted some smoke. That's what he. He didn't want to be funny. He didn't want to tell a joke. Like that. That's that. That's not a joke. Mm-hmm. In no one's mind, except possibly Donald Trump, is that a joke? Mm-hmm. Now, bottom, you cross the line, you know, people, people ask for smoke. That's what that guy was doing. And I, I'd have, I'd have to oblige people who want smoke. And and it's funny because I, I, I took it. I, I took a, a, a page out of your, uh, out of your book. I actually walked away from giving somebody some smoke this week. On the internet? On the internet. What, what happened, JB? You remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. Got into it with some guy I don't I don't even remember his name mm-hmm. over Ben Simmons. I recall now 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 uh, unlike and, a tr- and, the, and the conversation about him needing to what was the word evolve, evolve his game mm-hmm. yeah there needing to be evolvement and what constitutes the evolution uh, evolution yeah. you took his side I didn't take his side I just said I think that the smoke you gave him was undeserving. <sighs> I disagree with that, but nonetheless, I've maintained to let this man live. Mm. I've maintained to let this man live. That in, in, I, 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 I have as close to forgotten about that as possible. Oh, it's the first time, first time it's come up in a few months. Yeah, yeah, because because it's like, look, man, you know, in in the end, I still I stand by what I said. I stand by the smoke that he got, and. I just say, hey, you know what? Agree to disagree. That's all we can do. You live your life. I don't follow that guy. And one and me, I have I don't block anybody. Okay. I, I, that's just not what I do. That might change one day, but as of right now, I don't block anybody unless you spam me. You can have you know, but an opinion that's different than mine. Whatever, you can live. I don't block anybody. I made a comment in a, a completely different conversation with, with somebody else. And he try, he comes in and he makes a comment about something I said. Same guy. Same guy. And it's like, it's like I told you, I, I couldn't even remember his name, but as soon as he made, as soon as he made the post and he quoted my tweet, I'm like, Oh snap. 
You that dude. <laughs> you that guy. And I'm sitting there like, and I'm I'm sitting there, and I think I was having a Jonesy moment because I'm sitting there like, yo, bruh, do you know who I am? And not do you know who I am? As and, 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 and not do you know who I am as if like I'm famous or whatever. Like, do you know who I am? As in, do you remember the last time you and I had an interaction on Twitter? See, and that's the thing for me. Like, there, there are people who I feel like would be worth the time and effort. Yeah. Because I, but if I feel like you're worth the time and effort, Mm -hmm. on some level, I actually respect your opinion, your Mm -hmm. feelings, your thoughts Mm -hmm. on whatever the issue may be. So it's worth a spirited debate. A back and forth, an exchange. Okay. But for someone, and this is the thing for me. I, there are a lot of times where in that first comment, I see your take, see your position, and be like, this cat's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to waste my energy back and forthing yeah. with someone who has presented themselves as being incapable of understanding simple concepts. Mm-hmm. Like, if I tell you, a shoot first point guard can't win. And I tell you Steph Curry's not shoot first because he runs the ball and plays catch and shoot. You'd be like, oh, how's that mean he's not shoot first? Because the first thing he did isn't shoot, dummy. It's not worth the argument. Mm-hmm. You know, he came down, passed, ran the offense. You can score, you just mm-hmm. not shoot first. But like things like that, not worth it. But if now say like friend of ours, Anthony Gilbert posts an opinion that I am completely against. I'll get into it with him. Mm-hmm. I'll go back and forth with Anthony because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I might, who knows, I might actually end, end up learning something from him. He knows mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. But somebody who will say something like that, nah, not I, worth my energy. I will also say it is how you present your argument. I've told you about me in my history. Um, I am somebody. I was raised in a house of people who just have to have the last word. Mm-hmm. Fair so enough. I'm good at getting the last word. <laughs> I I'm, believe you all. I, I, I truly do believe you. I, I'm good at it, and I, and and honestly, being that good at it makes you good at certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm good at snark. <laughs> I am. And the prob the problem is like when you want. <laughs> I'm not looking to be snarky. I think there's a way you can and cannot argue with people. There's a way you can and cannot interact with people. But yet there's always going to be somebody who's who's rushing to be disrespectful. And that's the problem that I have. That's where that's where I am with it. I'm like, if you're out here and you're rushing, trying to be disrespectful, trying to say something kind of sideways. That's when I, like, I, I can't mess with you. And maybe that's where I'm learning from Mike. Maybe that's that's what I've learned from Mike, where it's like, okay, there once was a time you come at me sideways. We just going to get into it. Because once again, I'm good at snark. I made a comment, dude, disagree with me or whatever. And it was the way he came at me. What he said, basically what he said was the comment that I made was a lie. <laughs> and that's where I took an issue. I'm like, like for real. Like, 
All right, it's it's one thing to say, hey man, I disagree. Hey, that's what I, he said. Hey man, this is a lie. And then that's when I was just like, all right, you know what? You're begging for smoke, but you know what? As much as I like, to, this is what I'm going to do. As much as you want this smoke from me, I'm not going to give you the smoke. You don't deserve smoke from me. Like, let me give you an example. Okay, here here's an example of for for me though of like when it's time to walk away. I'm not going to call this person's name. Okay, but this is a person with a blue check on Twitter. Oh yeah, that is a quote unquote sports reporter, sports journalist, mm-hmm. commentator, pundit, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them. But this person makes a comment about the Kaepernick situation. Mm-hmm. And how it, and they essentially, with the workout, they essentially said, if someone offers you something, if you're starving and someone offers you something inedible, you don't say thank you. Fair enough. My response was simple. True. But there is a difference between something that doesn't taste good and something that's inedible. You know, just just providing a little nuance. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Kaepernick might not have liked the situation, that doesn't mean it was a situation it was impossible for him to go through with. Okay. You know, so using the word inedible means like it was completely enough impossible, mm-hmm. like it would kill you to do it. All right. Well, how, how, so, okay. So, so you see what I, yeah. So. Like, well, so I, I, this, will say, I will say this. To, to the point that you, to, to your previous point, mm-hmm. you know, you talked about, you said, hey, you're not going to win NBA championships with shoot first point guards. Yeah. And you say Steph Curry is not a shoot point. And you like you make the point. You say, "Hey man, I've said time and time again, you cannot win an NBA championship with a shoot first point guard." Mm-hmm. But people tell me, "What about Steph Curry?" And my response is, "Steph Curry is not a shoot for, first point guard." That's your tweet. Mm-hmm. And somebody says, somebody quotes that tweet and says, "This is really stupid." Mm-hmm. Like, and then makes then then makes their point. That's somebody begging for the smoke. Yeah, and it's like, and, and for me, that's one that's not yeah, worth it. Exactly, exactly. That, that, that's, so it's like to me, it's like, you know, if somebody, if somebody said because their argument is if he catches the ball, all, if he's playing off the ball, catch and shoot, that means he's not. What, yes, that means he's not what, shooting. But first. what if he? They, what if somebody tried to make that argument, but didn't say, but didn't say, hey, this is like, they started the tweet with, this is really dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's how they like what if they made the point that they're making like they disagree with your point. They say, Hey, Steph, you know, Steph Curry is a suit first point guard and they make their point, but they don't call your point stupid. Would you engage with them? If the person is actually trying to have a conversation, yes. If we're discussing the the nuance of what a shoot first point guard mm-hmm. is, yes. If you're just trying to make an argument without actually considering the evidence, no, it's not worth it. Okay. Like, and that's where I was like the story. The story I was telling you. Mm, yeah. This the person who I'm having this exchange with. You know, I said what I said. You know, well, the difference between something being distasteful and being inedible. There, there's a yeah, difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this just good. because I I don't like it. Doesn't make doesn't it mean make, yeah. Doesn't make it enough mm-hmm. inedible. Like, exactly. And so, the, the, so mm-hmm. that, 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 now let me finish real quick. Now their response to me was, "Well, that's a complete misrepresentation of what happened." I, without getting you know, trying to be snarky and all that, 
And I simply say, honest question, how so? Like, I, I please explain to me how it's, it's saying there's a difference between something tasting bad and something being poisonous is a re- misrepresentation of what happened. This person, their response was, it's not my job to do research for you. You're a journalist. Mm. It is that is exactly what your job is. I think your there, job is to research pre- for, before you convey information. There is a you, you yeah, see, yes, no, I I definitely agree because I believe there's there's a time and a place in situations where it's like okay, this is how you engage in dialogue, and there are other times when it's like 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 to me, I you know, in my defense of. Kaepernick as a person, not necessarily his stance, mm-hmm. but who he is as a person. What he, you know, his charity work. What you know, what he does for the community. And there will be people who say, "Well, what has he done?" Or he hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like to me, it's like, hey, look, that's a Google search away. I'm not here for that. I'm not here to explain to some like, like. There is a time when you when you need to lay it all out there. To make your point, and then there's certain there's other times when people will just ignore what's in front of them to continue an argument. Mm-hmm. And I think you people have to decide when 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 they are in that situation when it's time to say, "Hey, let me break this down for you so it can unequivocally be broke." And when it's time, it's like, "Hey, bro, you gotta figure that out yourself." I'm not Google. Oh, but now. For me, mm-hmm. as like let's say, now you, we talk sports. Mm-hmm. We have radio shows. Mm-hmm. We are not necessarily journalists. Yeah, we do what we do is more sports entertainment. Okay, yep. For someone who is a journalist, mm-hmm. to say to someone who asks you a simple question of why you took the position that you did, mm-hmm. yeah, for you to tell that person. It's not my job to research for you. Mm-hmm. Is not only a poor way to engage with someone. Yeah. It's actually a complete misre- misrepresentation of your job. Yeah. Because if you don't think your job is actually to to research for people, mm-hmm. then you don't need to be in journalism. Mm-hmm. That is your job. Yeah, because I think if if you're at a point where you are where you are ignoring research, mm-hmm. you're ignoring a point, and you're ignoring, you're ignoring research and you're ignoring points and factors in order to make a point. Then that that is a problem. And that's a misrepresentation. So look, let's do this because we now we we done, we done went down a road. Let's take a real quick break and let's come back and we'll couple more quick thoughts and then we'll wrap things up right here on offense, defense, and discourse. All right, we'll be back in a minute. Everybody, stick around. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. Never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you definitely from uptown, New York. You definitely Manhattan, from New York if you Harlem. shouted out Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
My suit can still make an impression. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody, we are back. Thanks for sticking around, hanging out with us today for our show. Glad to have you with us. Yeah, Been having some good fun, good conversation today, Look, as man, usual. Why, why do, why do like, we always end up having, like, the best conversations, the longest conversations, the deepest conversations when we're talking about bad teams? We, I mean, we, we the bad talk, teams usually give you drama. We sat here talking about three, six, and seven teams. Because mm-hmm. the bad team, well, I shouldn't say the bad teams, because not like the Giants and the Dolphins, mm-hmm. the t- the teams in the middle, yeah, that should be better, mm-hmm. but end up being worse, that's or you thought cra- would be worse and end up being better. Yeah, that's, that's where there's always dynamic. the most room for conversation. That's a crazy dynamic. That is a crazy dynamic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where you get the most room for conversation is with the teams that seem to over overachieve or underachieve. Those are the teams that always give you the most to talk about because it's not what you expected ever. So from that standpoint, that's how it's easy to end up talking about uh, three, six, and seven teams for an hour as though nothing, as though it was nothing. So, yeah, it is it is crazy how we end up talking about six and seven teams like that. Yeah. But Either way, but – Hopefully, hopefully our Eagles, our Eagles will be what seven and seven next week. Hopefully, God, I hope so. Because I the Washington Redskins on deck. What another two win team? It's Eagles. Eagles went came out of playing the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. and played yeah. them tough. Played them tough and looked at three straight weeks of two win teams. They're one and one. <laughs> That says it all. Well, you still have a couple more two-win teams on the schedule, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we'll see. Yo, let's get out of here. Once again, you can reach us on Twitter, and that's it. (laughs) O underscore D underscore discourse, and there will not be a Facebook page for offense, defense, and discourse (laughs) at least this week. Not this week? Not this week. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. But once again, remember... (laughs) We are always here. You can always hit us up. Let us know what you think of today's show. We will be back next week. My name is John Brown. That is Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Back then, they ain't want me. Now, what about now? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back next week, y'all. Peace. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The proceeding was a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.